listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Astros Future Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jimmy Price, also known as Astros Future. You can find my work at AstrosFuture.com and find me on X at Astros Future. I'm your other co-host, Kenny Van Doren. You can also find my work on AstrosFuture.com and find me on X at The Vandalorian. Today, we're joined by 2022 12th round pick and hooks infielder, Zach DeZenzo. How you doing, Zach? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you guys both for having me on. So are you uh, – I know you mentioned some travel. So are you, are you down in Florida for spring training? Yeah, I just got in today. Uh, drove in from Columbus, Ohio. So. Yeah, quite the drive, I'm sure. Yeah, about 16 and a half, 17 hours Ooh. total. So so looking back on, on your breakout 2023 season, what were some of your biggest takeaways from your advancements on, on the offensive side? Yeah, uh, obviously it was a pretty good year for me. It made a lot of strides offensively from my short season in 22 to that to last season um overall i was just really really proud about how i competed through the whole year you know it's a long season it's a lot longer than i'm used to coming from college you know so i was happy with the way i was able to kind of uh break down the long season and uh just you know maintain a level head throughout the grind of that um that was just a a big point for me to do and um obviously just some of the things that i worked on in terms of you know more bats of ball higher contact rate, stuff like that was awesome to see as well. So, and you know, you started the year in Asheville and, and like we went on a tear just to start the year. I mean, what, what did it feel like to be on a stretch like that? I mean, you hit 407 in 31 games, but like, I don't think after the first couple of games, it seemed like your batting average never really dropped below 400. Yeah, it was obviously a, a pretty high, pretty, pretty big high for me uh, in my career. I don't think I've ever gone on a stretch like that ever at any level. So it was awesome uh, feeling to do that. Um, I was just kind of playing mindlessly. Like it was just, I was just flowing. Uh, not a lot was going through my mind at the time. And uh, you know how baseball can be, you can be your own worst enemy at times. So it was, uh, it was just great to experience that freedom of just going out and having fun playing every day. And that's what I aim to do as much as I can. So you mentioned at the Arizona Fall League that you, you thought it was kind of ironic that playing at McCormick Field, everyone talks about it. There's a short porch, especially just for lefties, but maybe not as much for you. A lot of lefties hit home runs there. Uh, you had four home runs in Asheville, but they were all on the road, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, like, well, was that just kind of like a funny thing? Like your, your numbers look so good and everyone wants to point at the stadiums, but you played well on the road as well. Yeah, for sure. It's In Asheville, you can definitely get a little bit home run happy. So my mindset was always to just hit you know, gap to gap line drives. And if they're going to go, they're going to go on their own. So didn't try to create much. Um, I'm happy with the way I was able to kind of get to that power a little bit more in Corpus too, which was cool. So uh, moving to the defensive side of the ball, of course, we know you were drafted as a shortstop coming out of Ohio State. Um, but since then, I'm strictly playing, you know, some second base, third, mainly in first base as well. I mean, how have you seen yourself develop as a, a as a defender, especially at the hot corner? Yeah, I've been I've been really working hard at third base recently. Um, you know, in Double A, I played strictly third, maybe a couple spot starts at first base, but it was all third base. So just the amount of reps that I got there last year helped me kind of develop some more comfort at the position. 
which is awesome. I love third base. Um, I love playing it. And, um, I think moving forward, that's, that's kind of the spot they want me. So, um, really it's just about getting the reps, continuing to work over there and just, and just getting those reps. So, so, you know, after the season, you went and played in, in the Arizona fall league and did that, uh, did that, uh, assignment kind of come as a surprise. And, uh, when you heard you were going over there, kind of, what was your focus when you went into to Arizona? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too big of a surprise to me. Um, there were some rumblings and I had, I had a few injuries here and there throughout the season that kept me out of the lineup. So I knew I was going to try to make some of those games up, uh, mm. pending whether or not they wanted me to do that. So I was happy about the decision to go, uh, their decision to send me. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the second part of that? I was just, uh, just wondering what your mindset was kind of going into, into the uh, Arizona fall league for those games. Yeah. For me, it's just the continuation of the season. Really. I just had to stay in that in season mode in season mindset continue to compete and get better, uh, work on, it's a really good time to work on some things that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to, uh, in season, um, defensively and offensively. So, uh, it was more so just an opportunity for me to continue to, to grow and develop. You talk about, you know, working on different things. Um, you know, we saw the high exit velocities as well. You had a couple extra bases, extra base hits. I mean, what was like your main focus, you know, of like adjustments and on off on, on offense and defense. And what were some of your just like, prime takeaways from the experience um yeah i think i think um speaking on the defensive side what they really wanted me to work on out in the fall league was um just continuing to get more comfortable playing with one hand um at you know in college playing at shortstop i was so so much more used to the two hands uh the funnel that kind of fielding um that kind of fielding technique but getting more comfortable with one hand playing third base is something that they're continuing to push with me. I think offensively um, in the fall league, the biggest thing was trying to get more to the pool side, uh, especially on fastballs. Um, I didn't, you know, I played 15 games, so it was a really small sample size for me to, to take from. Um, but I think I did a good job of that. Um, you know, I've always been such a backside focused uh, inside the ball type of hitter. So I think more so getting um, to that middle end fastball, trying to get to get to the pool side a little bit more with that was uh, one of the key things. Uh, they mentioned me working on um but yeah it was more so just uh figure out how to continue to play every day and and uh suit up and compete and figure out how to be the best version of myself that day so just looking back on the stats i saw you had 22 stolen bases and i know that uh in ohio state you didn't really steal a ton of bases uh was that mm -hmm. something that the astros kind of put an emphasis on was was taking those extra bags when you have the opportunity um yeah they uh you know, they didn't really tell me like, hey, we want you to get more bags, but they gave me the tools that gave me the confidence to go ahead and try. Um, so I felt more comfortable, you know, going for those bags knowing that I have a better foundation of of tools and how to go about doing it the right way. Um, and I think it's paid off immensely for me. You know, it's like you said, 22. Like I never would, if you had told me I had 22 bags this year, mm -hmm. I'd been like, you're crazy. I don't think I had one my senior year at Ohio State. So it's more so just been about learning um, the best times to do it and just some more some more technical things when it comes to stealing, which has helped me a lot. So looking back, you know, a little bit more on your time with the the Solar Sox and the Arizona Fall League, um, Vincent Blue was on the staff and I know you you overlapped with him um, in Corpus last year. What did his presence just being on the on the staff mean to you? Yeah, it was great to have a familiar face there every day. I love Blue. He's the man. He uh he brings that calming presence to me every day, and he's he's been in my shoes before. Uh, he knows how to go about um, professional baseball, and he's taught me a lot mentally and just how to handle the, the grind of the year. Um, so it was great to have him uh, in in uh, Phoenix with me uh, out there. 
And you, I think you mentioned this at the Arizona Fall League, you know, not letting, you know, where you were drafted or what other people like kind of say about you, like kind of define who you are as a player. You mentioned, you know, I, you know, I want to get on the field and contribute to this organization as soon as I can and in any way I can. I mean, how do you kind of just carry that mentality? And I mean, what does that kind of mean to you? Uh, yeah, I, you know, once I'm in, in the organization playing for the Astros, like to me, the, the round or whatever I was drafted or whatever goes out the window, you know, we're all here, we're all playing professionally. We're all teammates and we're all competing. It's like, so at that point, you know, it's that, all that stuff doesn't really matter as much to me, you know, it's just about, um, developing, getting better, um, uh, putting myself in the best position to, you know, make it and uh, help the, the big league team in the future. So, so since the 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 fall league ended up until you know today, when you just got into Florida, what what did your off season look like? Was there anything specific you were working on, or was it just you know getting in better shape to to be as they would say the the best shape of your life when you go into spring training? Yeah, um, this off season was definitely a lot different than last year. I can tell you that it's about half the half the amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I knew I was really going to have to focus on the body. Uh, you know, playing from spring training in March last year all the way through November, uh, really had to focus on the body, making sure that I was healthy, um, healthy coming into this spring training. Uh, as far as baseball activity goes, you know, it was more of just about fine tuning some things, fine tuning with some things in my swing. Um, and then um, defensively, same thing, kind of fine tuning, working on some of my weaknesses at third base there. I was actually really lucky uh, to have uh, Eric Stamets, our high A coach from Asheville in Columbus in the area, so I could uh, reach out to him whenever I needed to, um, you know, pick his brain on some things. So we got some good work in as well. You know, I, I mean, kind of moving on to spring training now, um, can you kind of just like, you know, walk us through what that was like hearing that you were going to be a non-roster invitee this year? And what, what were some of the just like the goals looking, you know, being around a lot of these major leaguers, just kind of being a sponge and learning a lot? Yeah, it was a great feeling to to know that they uh, they saw me in that way that they you know they want to come and and uh, invite me to spring training. I was awesome. I'm um, excited, really, really excited to get in front of the coaching staff. You know, let them get to know me, let them know what I'm about, um, let them watch me play a little bit. Um, it's just it's just going to be an amazing experience for me. You know, like you said, being a sponge. Uh, it's not every day you get to be uh, around guys that play this game at the highest level that there is. Uh, you know, so it's going to be a crazy experience. Uh, I'm really, really excited uh, to get going um, and um, be around those guys and play a little bit. Yeah. Is there anything like specific that you've already kind of got in your mind that, you know, and, and I know you spent some time around these guys just in the previous spring trainings, y'all are still together, but now being a uh, non-roster invitee and, you know, getting to work with a guy like Alex Bregman at a position that you're going to be playing, you know, at a high level, is there anything that you've thought about over the off season? You're like, yeah, this, these are things that I want to kind of talk to him about. Yeah, I, th I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is just uh, being very observant about how how those guys prepare and how they go about their business, their day to day. Um, I think that, you know, I could go in and, and look at ask guys about, you know, what do they think swing wise, defensive wise and mechanics, stuff like that. But I think, um, you know, I am my own player. Um and I know what works for me at this point, what doesn't work for me. So I think the biggest thing for me is going to be paying attention, really picking their brains about how they go about their business, uh, their preparation, their mindset, their mentality in the box when things are going well, when things aren't going well, stuff like that. So, so we'll kind of transition to some some uh, some fun questions we like to do. And um, this is one we like to ask just because uh, the, the answers are always very interesting. But 
uh, throughout your time in the Astros system, uh, who's the filthiest pitcher that you've either faced in the system or that you've seen, you know, maybe pitching on your team and you're like, man, he, this guy's on. I would not want to face that guy. Is there someone that kind of pops in your mind? Yeah, we got a lot of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> it'd be hard. Um, it'd be hard to choose one, but if I had to, um, I'll probably go, uh, I'll probably go with AJ. Uh, blue ball he was my teammate for the most of the year and mm-hmm. and then he got promoted to to corpus as well he's just it's just a funky funky delivery he's got real long levers that ball gets on you man it's like 93 95 but it plays up and uh his his stuff is gross have you uh have you ever played against aj in basketball like uh, like if you guys like hit the court at all i know i know he's a, he was a big basketball player in high school no, oh, he could throw it down, man. He's he's a freak athlete. Uh, I never played against him. He's an Ohio guy, though. And uh, we actually never really crossed paths growing up, which is weird. Uh, never crossed paths with him in basketball or or baseball. So, uh, you're talking about you know those tight knit that tight knit group now in Corpus. I mean, we've heard like a lot of stories, uh, especially like the Waffle House and the Hooks Eat Waffles and all these different things that came along from what you guys were doing. What was like your favorite story? Just being around those guys. Yeah, we had a really close-knit group in Corpus this year when I got there, uh, which made playing every day a lot of fun. And uh, I think Joe Thon does a really good job uh, of creating a great culture. I've been really blessed to play with Joe. I played for Joe uh, last year, two years ago in Fayetteville when I first got drafted and then when I got promoted to Corpus this year. Um, yeah, as far as uh, memory-wise goes, um, let's see if one sticks out to me specifically. Um I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think there's a specific thing that sticks out to me. You know, when you're grinding in Double A with no flights and you get those long, those long bus rides, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hours, you get some pretty, uh, some pretty interesting, fun <laughs> things. Like nothing, nothing specifically, you know, that I can think of. So, so you mentioned uh, in the Arizona Folly that you you would, uh, if you could take one teammate's uh, attributes, it would be Jacob Melton Speed. But if you were looking to play a different position, uh, what position would that be? And I'm guessing, let's say it's outfield, that's where probably Melton Speed would come into play. But if, if there was another position taking away your skill set and you're like, that's the position I want to play, where would you want to play at? Yeah, taking away my current skill set, I think, I think, um, I think being a center fielder would be sick. You know, Aaron Judge does it and he's a, he's a big dude. And mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think, uh, you know, expanding my, my uh, versatility a little bit and playing the outfield would be awesome. And I don't think I'm, uh, totally out of the picture of doing that as well you know we talked a little bit about in the fall league maybe getting some reps in the outfield playing a little bit of left field so uh that's definitely in the cards for me as well Can yeah you say, that's yeah, you want to ask about that yeah yeah that was a question I, I i brought up to jimmy for like a year uh your your position on your mlb.com page had you as an outfielder and i know a lot of guys when they're drafted as a shortstop you move positions but i mean was it even like early then were the astros thinking about making you an outfielder or was that just an error I think that was simply an error. I've always, well, <laughs> you know, from the second I, I don't even actually, I'm not sure if it was when I first got to Fayetteville last year or if it was this year in Asheville, what I got listed as. I think it was last year or two years ago in Fayetteville. Uh, they initially listed me as an outfielder, but there was never really talks about uh, why that happened or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, well, this is kind of like a more fun one here, but uh, what was your walk-up song last year? And do you have one picked out for opening day? Yeah, I used uh, I used a few last year. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my one opening day last year in Asheville was too comfortable by Future, and I'd use that for my last two years of college. That's just one that kind of uh, stuck with me. Um, I haven't really given it much thought yet this year. Um, I'm going to have to start here, though, soon. I want to make sure I got a good one for uh, spring. I don't know if they do spring training walkouts or not, but uh, if they do, I'll have to make sure I have a good one. So. So uh, I know you obviously spent a lot of time in Corpus Christi last year with with guys like Joey Luperfito, who we've talked about, and he's he's talked to us about his cooking and his Italian roots and the things that he can whip up. But um, has he ever uh, you ever had anything that he's he's had to uh, or he's been able to cook? Not uh, specifically. Yeah, actually, there was one day in Corpus. Um, I think he made steaks uh, one day. Obviously, really good. Uh, he he also is a big breakfast guy. Him and uh, him and Chad Stevens, who are pretty close, they always made breakfast. It would be uh, it would be eggs, sourdough toast, and uh, avocado every morning in Corpus. So mm-hmm. that was the good food for breakfast. But uh, yeah, Joey's obviously uh, quite the food connoisseur. So <laughs> Joe cooks. Uh, I think that's what his Instagram is. But uh, this yeah. is my last question, Zach. Uh, I got to ask you it. You mentioned it a couple times. You are from Ohio. You went to Ohio State. Um, I went to the University of Missouri, and I just want to know: Did you enjoy the Cotton Bowl this year? <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a brutal game to watch as an Ohio State fan. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, not going to make excuses about the UB's situation and all that, but definitely not our best football. Um, looking forward to next year. <laughs> well, you know, Kenny and I follow the Texans pretty well too, so at least we can say, you know, that the, the CJ Stroud and, and the Texans are yep. putting the uh, whole, you know, Ohio State can't develop a quarterback thing, you know, to shame. So I think I yep. think we're good here in Houston with him. Absolutely, I agree. All right, Zach. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks for coming on, and uh, hope the the rest of the uh, off season spring training goes well for you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back for our next episode of the Astros Future Podcast, covering your Astros and my league system.